1: Welcome back to another episode of Inside Illini Football, episode 46, we record this on a Wednesday early afternoon, first Wednesday in April. I'm Matt Daniels, the sports editor at the News Gazette, pleased to be joined by our versatile beat writer, Scott Ritchie in the studio, Ed Bond, making sure we sound good, hopefully hit the record button, that'd be good. Ed, did you do that? He's nodding yes. We need Ed to have some input sometimes in these off-season podcasts. So,
0: well, yeah, because it's April and <laughs> halfway through spring ball. Sure, but if our listeners remember that, I, I haven't seen much of anything. In fact, I've basically stopped going to the fifteen minutes of "Here's how you hold the football quarterbacks when you're running uh, yeah. drills." Uh, they're not super informative about what this Illinois team will become. It's Week zero, a phrase that I now use with some uh, contempt opener against... <laughs> you have
1: contempt never, Scott. Against Wyoming. It's just,
0: I, if you're playing, it's week one. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, mean, just because everybody else is, it doesn't mean that the season has not started.
1: Yeah, I mean, Illinois is going to have a sixth of their uh, schedule done uh, before a lot of college football teams kick off their 2022 season. It just seems crazy. It is. Um,
0: but yeah, so we don't know. Like Defensively, like I, we know. I mean, we know... That it's not just going to be one style, one scheme, Ryan Walter mm-hmm. showed that last year. You know, an ability to adapt to the circumstances. Um much different than his predecessor. Um obviously the question marks there are kind of who steps into some uh rather big shoes, at least for uh, out of you know, one year's worth of this defense, you know, they'll have to find someone to replace Kirby Joseph, two someone to replace Isaiah Gay, Owen Carney, um But the real questions are the offense because Brett Bielma fired Tony Peterson after one year, hired Barry Lonnie Jr., and, you know, you can have some idea about what the offense will look like because, I mean, I saw it firsthand when UTSA, uh,
1: you
0: know, kind of put a a whooping.
1: It was 37 30. It wasn't a whooping. Um, They did whatever they wanted to do offensively, but. That's what I
0: meant. Like, they couldn't stop Illinois that much, but. Illinois really couldn't stop Zachary uh, Franklin, but that's all happening, you know, behind closed doors for the most part. Um, I, I mean, there's going to be a spring game, you know, this month. But two weeks, uh, it will be uh, the most vanilla version uh, of the offense possible because you just don't want to give away any secrets to Wyoming.
1: I know last year they threw a touchdown pass to Elise Menaker, former WA sports anchor, now works for BTN. Uh, I think they need to set up a play for Lauren Tate <laughs> in the spring game. Maybe a fumble ruski or, a uh, you know, end around. I like it. I, I'm a little, like, scared that someone will forget
0: and, like, tackle him, which would be a disaster. <laughs>
1: well, no, there's no tackling in spring games, Scott, so that wouldn't be. There is, but it's not.
0: Yeah, well, Lauren's 90. So true. Even, <laughs> even, like, a half tackle might be Just put disastrous. put him in
1: a... Put them in a different color jersey like the quarterbacks usually wear during uh, during spring. Well, what is the quarterback jersey of choice now for the, Illinois? The don't touch? Yeah, the don't touch jersey um, in spring practice.
0: Well, considering like everything we've seen, there was no touching of anyone, essentially. I don't know, because they are just wearing... Okay. I guess they're, maybe they're they are in orange. Don't they
1: wear orange? Yeah. They were orange, and the offense wears blue. The rest of the offense wears blue, and the defense wears white. Yeah, I think so. Okay,
0: yeah, that's right. Quarterbacks used to wear red,
1: and they'd have like green the, mesh jerseys. They'd put on sometimes.
0: Yeah, the green jersey now is the like only like half participants. Like if you're hurt, you the
1: infamous it. purple jerseys they used to wear in the Beckman era that caused so much consternation. Yeah, it's uh, a whole just other podcast.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> just green now. If if you're not practicing, you wear, or not practicing fully, you wear green. Um, we, we just I don't know. I don't. There's not a lot to know, but through talking with Brett Bielma, Barry Lonnie mm-hmm. um, Jr. I guess I haven't spoken with his dad. Um, the one thing that's kind of emerged is like, I think, you know, Barry Lonnie Jr. was hired with this idea. It's like, okay, they're going to be a little more up-tempo offensively. And there'll be some of that, but Brett Bielma is still the head coach <laughs> of Illinois football. So uh, don't expect to see, like, Oregon out there. Uh, they're going... You know, there's all kinds of talk about no huddle. Well, it turns out they're going to huddle some. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a mix um, of, you know, some up-tempo style, but Brad is still the head coach of Illinois football, so they're going to hand the ball off to Chase Brown and Josh McCray. Uh
1: Let's just say a lot. What color jersey is Art Sikowski wearing? He had the chance. The first quarterback that reporters are allowed to speak with so far, the spring ball happened on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and
0: it's the one that's not actually going through all of spring practices. Like, he's taking any rep he can take where he doesn't actually throw the ball, Kay. which, um, you know, a bit problematic. When started a to throw the ball
1: a few weeks ago, though. First yeah, time. his
0: throwing program, though, is uh, more of just part of his kind of rehab and recovery. Okay. Uh, it's not any live action practice snaps or even half speed snaps. Uh, it's just with the training staff and coaches away from everybody else, Typically after practice, he'll go to the indoor facility and it makes him throw. So I mean he he is throwing the ball to his shoulder, said he feels you know good to go. You know, played last year with you know an injury, through mm-hmm. an injury. Just decided that he was going to do that instead of have the surgery right away. Then he broke his arm and sort of made it all. Broke his other arm, actually, and made it all moot. But uh, he's getting back to where he, he wants to be. But the only. Qu- like the quarterbacks that are taking their like, real snaps in mm-hmm. practice are Tommy DeVito, Ryan Johnson. Those, that's your one, two. Mm-hmm. Samari Collier. Samari Collier's three. And then Jake Huber, who I. Could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he was just—he's a walk-on freshman added to the roster this spring. So he's fourth okay. for the moment.
1: All right. Hypothetical, I'm gonna throw at you, Scotty. Here as we continue our off-season discussion of Brett Bielema's program. Sikowski was a quarterback at Penn State. Uh, what was it? The Nanupol. The non Nanupol. We're not talking like Oompa Loompas, not Oompa, the nine-overtime thriller in Happy Valley. Thriller's being kind. It was exciting. Ed Bond was fired up in the very cramped, small, visiting media uh, room at Beaver Stadium. Well,
0: to be fair, though, nine overtimes is ridiculous. I don't
1: know if Ed gets as excited as, say, Martin O'Donnell, but I don't know if anyone gets as excited as as Martin Martin. Martin. (laughs) Uh, in in an epic upset that... Uh, Illinois pulls off but Hypothetical Scotty We talked last year too about this About how they improved Dramatically in the final Month or so of the season sure. Let's say Art Sikowski doesn't break his arm At Penn State and I know Brandon Peters helped win that game with the the Touchdown or the Two point conversion game winner to, to Casey Washington Let's say Sikowski is the guy The rest of the year Does Illinois make a bowl game last year? Scott's pondering in deep, yeah, deep I, thought right no,
0: now. No, I don't think the season plays out much differently. Because okay. the, the games that they lost and that they could have maybe in some instances should have won, mm-hmm. they, they were all before Penn State.
1: Okay, I say they make a bowl game. Because you get 6-6, six and six, they finish 5-7. and seven. If Sikowski wouldn't have gotten hurt at Penn State, the following game was billed as the Art Sikowski Bowl because it was Rutgers yeah. coming to Champaign. And he's going to be fired up to play his former teammates. They're going to be feeling good. They're going to use the barge package about 60% of the time where all he has to do is hand the ball off to Chase Brown or Josh McCray, and throws it maybe eight times a game. I say they make a bowl game if Art Sikowski stays healthy. Which I never would have believed. I would never, I never would have believed last year at this time I would have uttered those words. Illinois would have made a bull game if Art Sikowski stayed healthy because I didn't know Art Sikowski was coming to Illinois until about... June last year.
0: That's fair. Um. Yeah. I. I don't think so. I mean, maybe they beat Rutgers, but then do they win at Minnesota the next week? Or yeah, that was the yeah, that was the next week.
1: week. Then they had an off week. Then Iowa, which I don't know that that's yeah, gonna go know. their way. I, so, I
0: mean, it's if they if you think they can beat Rutgers, then also still beat Minnesota. I mean, obviously, then they'd be six and six. I just don't. I don't I don't think I mean would have been again moot had they really not blown two games against Maryland and Purdue.
1: Fair enough. Winnable games. Very true.
0: I mean they could have won eight games. I mean
1: What if Art Sikowski was just the quarterback last season the entire time?
0: <laughs> uh I still say no.
1: Okay. I Am I overhyping the Art Sikowski effect on the Illini?
0: A bit. Very. He's a very competitive guy.
1: Didn't um, throw nearly as many interceptions last year as he did back in 2018.
0: Yeah, but that's like... You could try to throw some and maybe not throw as many as he did that year at Rutgers. Like, what, Only four? had two... Yeah, what was that here? Four touchdowns, 18, 18 interceptions, interceptions. A true freshman. Really put in a terrible spot by the Rutgers coaches there.
1: Great. Chris Ash. No longer the Rutgers coach. Yeah, well, I think we know why. <laughs> Um, I
0: I just don't know that the season plays out any differently. I think they probably okay. get to five, five and seven. Still. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it was better than I. I I think I. Well, I think I did predict five and seven, so I was right. I was I would, right. I will say though, I
1: think football. with the the quarterbacks that that Braden has right now, the two that are likely in contention to be the starter when the season opens August twenty seventh against Wyoming are guys that embrace everything that the quarterback position entails. All the responsibility, all the pressure, all the expectations. I mean you saw Art Tsukowski last season talk after some really so so performances. You know, the Wisconsin game, homecoming shutout last year where he stepped up and faced the music after the game and stood there and answered questions and Tommy DeVito only limited amount of time where he's talked to reporters since he's been in Champaign but once. Exactly, but limited time. But he gives off a, a brash confidence swagger, that will be interesting to see if Illinois, you know, gets off to a good start this year and he's the catalyst for it. Just what he's going to be like post game <laughs> <laughs> could be terrific. It could be very a lot of fist pumping. I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: On that front, though, I, I figured out the jersey thing. Okay. And the whole state will be represented
1: in the quarterback room. You're good talking day. the geography of New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. He's got Tommy DeVito,
0: uh huh, North Jersey, very, very North Jersey, very vocally proud of his his North Jersey heritage. Art Sikowski, Central Jersey, okay, and Donovan Leary, then coming fresh from quarterback, South Jersey, okay. Apparently that's fine though. I asked him, I was like, does that work?
1: No, like turf wars or yeah, anything. I, no, so like I, Sopranos. No,
0: I asked Art if that was okay. It was like you're all from different parts of Jersey, but he's like, yeah. no, it's just Jersey. Okay, um,
1: but. And, like, they all know each they other. They're all going to have a quarterback meeting at Jersey Mike's here in Champaign. They can. There's one, though. Yeah. there's one. On, there's been one on campus for a while. I've I'd heard. never go on campus. <laughs> except <laughs> Memorial Stadium <First> and State, <laughs> State Farm Center.
0: Otherwise, no, thank you. Um, but, like, Art and Tommy have known each other a long time, and then Art said he had an interesting story yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. Yeah. And um, that like he, cause he enrolled early at Rutgers mm-hmm. and Donovan Leary was in eighth grade and went to camp and like he was, so Art Sikowski was like his camp counselor. <laughs> and Tommy
1: Devito's two years older than Art Sikowski. Yeah. Tommy Devito's 23. I think he'll be 24 by the time the opener rolls around. Super
0: seniors, man. They, Yeah. I mean,
1: Jill and Coleman lands is like 30 and <laughs> Hey, he just won a national he title. He just won a national title. <laughs> he actually played Monday night too. Briefly. Very briefly. Uh, That's a story you need to track down, Scotty, on your off-season to-do list for Illinois basketball responsibilities. Um, Another hypothetical here, just an open-ended question. Scott, you and I are in our mid-30s. We grew up in an era where quarterbacks, the transfer portal wasn't a thing. It was not. Uh, I mean, you saw transfer here and there.
0: Not thousands.
1: Is it good for college football? Or do you think it's bad for college football? Because here in Illinois especially, pretty much since the Sheilhouse era, Nathan Sheilhouse era, I guess the end of the West Lund era, even though he was a transfer too, uh, the majority of the quarterbacks in the last decade for Illinois are guys that didn't sign with Illinois out of high school. Is that good for the game to have all this constant roster turnover and fans are wondering year to year who they're – their quarterback is. If you're an Illinois fan, and they've had so many in the and last. I Because some
0: programs don't have to worry about that because they've been able to recruit the guy that became their quarterback. Um, I don't know if it's a problem. It's certainly. I don't know that fans have as deep a connection to mm-hmm. the players so much as to the team now. I, because at this point you're just. I think it's a fairly common phrase. You're just cheering for laundry
1: mm-hmm. that's fair
0: because rosters can be so, so different year to year um so i maybe that strengthens strengthens wow couldn't say that word uh just a fan i mean you know, kind of what a fan feels about you know the, their favorite team is like they decide that's still going to be their team no matter you know who's on the roster um, I don't know, but nothing's going to change.
1: Are we going to see in the 2020s, are we going to see a four-year starter at quarterback at Illinois like we did in the Kurt Kittner era, in the Juice Williams era, in the Nathan Sheilhouse era, or is that just a... No. Is, <laughs> that, is that
0: gone forever? Never again. Really?
1: Um, I'm not a fan of that.
0: I mean, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I suppose Donovan Larry could redshirt and then start for four years, so that's the f- maybe the first. Uh, yeah, we'll see. First opportunity to, for that to happen in Illinois, but I just don't think it is. Okay. I mean, just looking back since Nathan Sheilhouse. I mean,
1: you went from Sheilhouse to. Wes Lunt. Transfer. To... I mean, Riley O'Toole Riley started O'Toole, some games. So he was go. recruited by him. Fair enough. I mean, there's some guys. I mean, Chase Crouch. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff George, George Jr. Jr. Then, he then he transferred. Yeah. Cam Thomas. Then he transferred. transferred.
0: MJ Rivers. Then he transferred. Matt Robinson started a couple games. Then he <laughs> transferred. transferred.
1: <laughs> um, Isaiah Williams. Corian Taylor still on the roster, but he switched positions.
0: Isaiah Williams switched positions. Uh...
1: AJ Bush transfer,
0: came in as a transfer. Yeah. yeah. Brandon
1: uh, Peters came in as a transfer. Art Tommy,
0: yeah, uh, it, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, <laughs> walk on from a D two. Uh, it, Samari Collier, he's not never played, but he's there. I no only recruited him, not this staff though, which might be a sign. Um, I just think it's just especially at quarterback where it becomes clear whether you're the guy or not mm-hmm. the guy that if you're not, you're going to go find some place where maybe you can be.
1: All right. Fair enough. I, I get the logic of it. I don't, as a sentimental type, I, I don't necessarily like it, but I, I understand. Um, all right. Season opener, four and a half months away, spring game. Probably won't tell us a lot about the quarterback competition, although I'd have to assume... Tommy DeVito is going to be the guy with whatever team has the starting offense. Yeah, they and had that this, they had a scrimmage this past Saturday. DeVito ran with the ones, although you weren't able to see it. No, no reporters were allowed to no. to see it. And
0: that's that was just uh, sort of a recent change because when spring ball started, Ryan Johnson was rapping with the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, something I noted, but just didn't. It is what it is. I I doubted that a walk on from Northern Michigan was going to be the, the starter. It was just a matter of time before Tommy DeVito you know, got into that role, and he did. Um, yeah, I mean, if Art Sikowski was healthy right now, then I think there's obviously a conversation to be had about the quote-unquote quarterback battle.
1: Well, that that's, that's going to be the huge, I think that's going to be the number one storyline of, of training camp because uh, Sikowski said yesterday he's going to be ready for for training camp, whenever yeah, that b- kicks off, either way late July or early August,
0: planned out, it will be. Of course, unless things have changed, I'm not going to see much of that either. That's all right.
1: Training camp will probably start in late July, I'd imagine, since Illinois is playing one of the earlier games on the college football schedule in 2022, yeah, like that last week, for like a week or so July. after Big Ten media days. Yeah, has that date been set yet, Scotty? I don't know. Okay. That's you're fu- you're that's still coming off of basketball season. That's so. future Scott's problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is a phrase Scott Ritchie says often uh, around here now. Um, anything else we need to know about the offense? I know you wrote about uh, Barry Lenny Jr. and kind of the install in and, and today's News Gazette and how that's going for, uh, for the Illini. Obviously, he didn't spill any state secrets, though.
0: No. Can't have anything out there in case Wyoming's able to, <laughs> to game plan against it. Um, I just, I mean, it's, that's the focus of the spring. And I mean, it started once Barry Lenny Jr. was hired, you know, they you know, putting the new offense in place, but that, I mean, that you can't really do that until you get on the field uh, in the spring. So that's kind of been their primary focus. And like, you figure out the everything else you know later but just like knowing the plays is kind of important so that's
1: got to know to get on
0: the field you know, that's that's how the spring has kind of played out at least for the first couple of weeks It's just at a early they did a, a big install got a good chunk of the playbook kind of figured out and then just been kind of slowly adding to that you know here in the last week plus
1: how have your interactions with the new offensive coordinator been going? He seems – we had him on at the Esquire a couple months ago. Uh, seemed very knowledgeable, just down to earth, kind of funny.
0: Yeah, and like all of the offensive players I've, I've spoken with over the last few weeks or a couple of weeks, and then he's got kind of a swagger about him on the field too. Like his, the coaching persona comes out a little more. That again, we don't really see. Um, but I think – they said that that makes a difference. Like when the coach is confident in what he is doing, like that just instills the confidence more, at least uh, in the players. So they seem to like him quite a bit. And I guess we won't know that if it's working until, you know, they actually do play against someone else.
1: Uh, recruiting wise, I know the last time we recorded this, uh, Illinois just picked up its first commit in the class of 2023 and Caden Fegan, uh, running back linebacker out of Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Since then they've picked up a second commit in the class of 2023, another in-state product, Scotty.
0: Yeah. Uh, Antoine Hayden you know, out of East St. Louis, uh, although he or he started a high school career across the river, you know, in St. Louis, but, um, a good pickup for Illinois. I mean he's a three star mm-hmm. linebacker, can play inside or outside. Like he, they could bulk him up and put him in that edge rusher mm-hmm. type role if they want, or he could be you know a middle or an inside linebacker, I guess, and say play two. Can't call them middle. Both middle. Um <laughs> but interesting because you know, it's he's St. Louis and that's one of the best high school football programs in the state, and Illinois couldn't recruit any of their players for uh a two-year period because Brett Bielma hired Terry Hawthorne in mm-hmm. an off-the-field position. Of course, Terry's now mm-hmm. uh, taking a job at Arkansas as an offensive analyst. But the, the clock was ending on that mm-hmm. two-year. Re- calling it a recruiting band means it sounded like there was something bad happened, uh yeah. recruiting pause, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, so starting with the 2023 class, know I can you know, get in on those East St. Louis players and uh, – Antoine Hayden's the first they've offered two of his teammates uh, in the 2023 class, including Miles McVeigh, who's a four-star offensive lineman, um, one of the top like top five recruits in the state of Illinois. So he let doors back open, and Illinois, has, I don't know, been a little hit or miss mm-hmm. on East St. Louis guys, especially the the top tier East St. Louis guys they have mostly not come to mm-hmm. Illinois, but. Uh, Maybe that changes. Antoine Hayden, uh, top fifteen prospect in the state. So mm-hmm. that's that's the guys, 50, like one through fifteen in the state that that Illinois lives recruiting very heavily, but like need to start landing them, and that, they've got two with Caden Fegan and Antoine Hayden. Uh,
1: Hayden put up good numbers <coughs> last season as a junior. Uh, I think had 117 tackles for the Flyers. Who yeah. uh, Six sacks. Six sacks, made it to a uh, Class 6A state title game uh, up into Cal. Ended up losing that game, actually, to Kerry Grove and kind of what was a stunning upset because the St. Louis has played a loaded schedule uh, across the country not just in Illinois, but across the country these last few seasons. And I saw their schedule came out again a week or so ago, and it looks like another national-type schedule for yeah. the Yeah, they'll Flyers. play,
0: I think, their three national games before they play anybody from the state of <laughs> Illinois. So, yeah, Darren Suckett, like, he challenges his team, but, like, he's got, I mean, just year after year, just a loaded roster. Yeah, exactly. that, that can compete on that stage.
1: Yeah um obviously if Antoine Hayden could be half the player that another former St. Louis linebacker named Dana Howard was that'd be a pretty good pickup for the Illini
0: yeah he was okay
1: and the thing that I kind of like about the recruits that Bielema seems to be landing so far especially these first two in the class of 2023 is they're big dudes like Caden Fegan looks like a thirty-year-old man. Uh, if you see him, Antoine Hayden's what six-three, two thirty-five, kind of around the same body type as as Fegan. I yeah. mean, you, you get... just imagine
0: Caden Fegan's a running back. <laughs> yeah, Come on. like I think. Did I mention it last time we podcasted? Like saw him at the Illinois Iowa mm-hmm. basketball game. It was like, who is this grown man sitting <laughs> uh, behind the bench? Large, young. Human
1: being. Yeah, it's going to be – I, I kind of feel bad for some of the Lincoln Prairie Conference teams that are going to have to try to tackle Caden Feagan this it's Im, it's impossible. <laughs> like, it's not
0: impossible because I assume he has been tackled in his yeah. career. But, like, you've got to – at the 1A level, like, put three guys on him mm-hmm. because otherwise you're out of luck. But uh, just he and Jordan Anderson are indicative of the the bigger running back that Brad almost clearly – Okay with mm-hmm. giving the ball to yeah. It's Jordan Anderson. <laughs> like when all of the running backs are together, very easy to pick out Jordan Anderson because he's uh, like six two, two thirty five. I
1: mean, yeah, he still should be in high school, graduated yeah, early from Holy Catholic. Many, I mean, Josh McCray is
0: a big kid too, but like Jordan Anderson is several inches taller. It's okay. just no doubt about like who he is on the field.
1: uh we had pat ryan on at at the esquire uh, a week and a half ago on on monday night sports talk the director of high school relations for the Atlanta, former metamora coach uh hall of fame coach for metamora um pretty cool event in champagne since we recorded our last podcast with the illinois high school football coaches association clinic uh first in-person one since 2019 um i know brett bielema has pretty much talked about it every day of his Uh, tenure at Illinois about the connections and uh, pipelines he wants to establish with Illinois high schools, and uh, I know they're not where it wants to be right now as far as the clinic goes in in terms of getting the number of high school coaches, but I believe believe Pat Ryan told us it was about 400 or so uh, high school coaches throughout the state, which is pretty impressive. Uh, All came to to Champaign and took part in three days of uh, various sessions on different football strategies, got to check out the uh, practice at Memorial Stadium, got to check out what the Smith Center is like, and uh, just, just glad to see, you know, Illinois high school football again being embraced by the, uh, by the Illini coaching staff, that wasn't always the case in the past.
0: Well, I mean, that's probably, putting it kindly, I mean, Lovey Smith was not particularly interested in the high school clinic, uh, Pat Fitzgerald was, mm-hmm. Uh, but Brad Bilma has made that a priority. Mm-hmm. I mean the first day he was hired like we're gonna recruit this state. Mm-hmm. He called a bunch of high school coaches in the state um and so I guess the year and a half or whatever it's been since he was hired, not quite a year and a half like Seems was, longer. Yeah. <laughs> it it wasn't just lip service though he's actually like the Illinois football staff has mm-hmm. followed up on you know all of that that talk. Cause that's what it was early and have made uh and I think made some inroads. maybe repaired some relationships with the high school football coaches in the state.
1: Uh well obviously this is a Illinois football centric podcast but I'd be remiss before we go on this episode of Inside Illinois Football to not ask our Illinois basketball expert in Scott Ritchie who I think has a feeling of what I'm about to ask. Uh what's up with Kofi Coburn? Uh has he decided yet? i need i need the latest info scotty
0: well what's up is he has not decided yet um what's different this year is though his window of decision making is much smaller because the early entrant deadline for the nba draft is april 24th and since he's tested the waters twice already if he decides to do it a third time there's no coming back to college basketball why is that it's uh, a rule
1: rules are meant to be broken College athletes can get paid now. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, Illinois and Kofi Coburn experienced the rules are meant to be broken thing when he Ooh, served the three game suspension too soon. <laughs> uh, but no, it's for whatever. I mean, that that's the rule. You, if you declare three times, and I think that's even like a little more player friendly than it used to be. Okay, but it's like. If you've gone through the pre draft process twice, like by the third time you should have him like like that's your it's time. If you're gonna declare a third time, like then that's sort of I think it's saying like that's what I want, so mm-hmm. just
1: go do it. Is he in hiding on the U of I campus? No, it's no tough signs. to hide him.
0: Uh he's seven feet tall and two hundred and eighty five pounds. I didn't see
1: him at the state capitol on Tuesday. Well no. Luke Goody apparently is the only player that could make it to Springfield.
0: Here's the thing. A lot of the team is in on- online classes, so as soon as they got back from Pittsburgh, it was so long, champagne. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, so it's April 6th now. They had posted some photos this morning of workouts. I didn't see any Kofi Coburn sightings at uh, at Oven. I think until he makes up his mind. No team banquet next week? The heck's up with that?
0: I think it's part of the third, the like, subterfuge. <laughs> Well <laughs> <laughs>
1: the cloak and dagger. Between the
0: <clears throat> excuse me, the players that left town and, you know, the fluid nature of every college basketball roster that there was really no idea which players might be around for said banquet, so they cancelled it. Alright. And I doubt there'll be a, a banquet at this time of
1: year, maybe ever again. That's that's a shame. It's always, that's a that's a night of dinner. You don't have to worry about Scott and Ed Bond too. Good food over there.
0: The CU Kiwanis Club is trying to figure out a maybe a different time to you know have that banquet, maybe before the season. Okay. Um, because yeah, nothing's going to change about the college basketball offseason moving right. forward. It's rosters will be
1: forever fluid. I need four year starting quarterback Scotty, and I need college basketball bank with the back of my life. So,
0: I mean, I don't want to like just bring you down, but all like, right. I'm fairly certain <laughs> if that's ever going to happen again.
1: All right. For all the Illinois football coverage, Illinois basketball coverage, Illinois recruiting coverage, uh, Scott Ritchie is your go to source in the pages of the News Gazette and at AtlantaHQ.com. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Inside Atlanta Football. We'll be back before the spring game kicks off in two weeks. Have a good one, everyone.